Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Then you've come to the right place. You're listening to the My Accountant Handles That podcast, presented by The Quantify Group, the podcast that covers all aspects of running the financial side of your business. And now, your hosts, longtime CPAs, Dave Ashworth and Alex Steinberg. Welcome to the My Accountant Handles That podcast. I'm your host for today, Dave Ashworth. I'm here with a buddy of mine, Chris Hahn, who is the managing director for Nividus Software Solutions in Morristown, New Jersey. And I'm super pumped to have him on because something that, you know, personally I've been thinking a lot about recently, and, and I know it's something that has becoming really popular, and we'll dive into some of that. Uh, it's just the whole idea of automation and using different types of like robots for your business. Uh, and that's what Chris does, and that's what he is an expert in. So I wanted to bring him in, talk a little bit about his business, but also just talk about kind of the future of this, where it's going, you know, and how as a business owner, you may be able to use some of these uh, to kind of be more efficient in your business. So Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, Dave, man, it's good to be here. I appreciate uh, the chance to chat with you and your listeners. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So let me, uh, let me quickly read a bio, your bio here, just to kind of give people some background. And then, uh, and then I'll let you jump in and, and kind of expand on that a little bit. So like I said before, Chris is the managing director uh, for Nividus Software Solutions in Moorestown, New Jersey, uh, where he's focused on building out new markets for the company, uh, for the company's revolutionary hyper automation platform in North America. Uh, prior to this, Chris had helped uh, to build and scale multiple emerging technology companies in the, in the United States. He also has a background in asset management where he's raised over a billion dollars in capital for various funds and alternative investments. Chris is a frequent guest speaker on, for a myriad of technology-focused media and events. He's the proud father of two young girls, a passionate soccer coach, an avid mogul skier, and a general outdoor enthusiast. So I'm sure you can expand on that, Chris, but it sounds like you have a uh, a really diverse and interesting background, which is cool. So definitely touch on some of that. Um, and then maybe just tell us more about the company and kind of what you guys are uh, uh, working on these days. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a good way to put a diverse background. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time in, in the finance world and, and eventually decided that uh, I wanted to make some changes and, and um, you know, started working with some startups and, and in the technology space specifically and, and just and really enjoyed it. I enjoyed that aspect of, of uh, helping companies grow and look for ways that uh, yeah, they could expand their reach um, and their market share and, and ultimately put them in a position, I think, to, to move to the next step, whatever that might be. Um, and uh, when I was really excited to find Nividus um, and be partnered with Nividus and asked to, to come on board in my role to you know, really help them scale a very solid foundation, a company that, you know, a bit of our background, uh, our founders came from um, a company called Savion that they helped build. Savion was a business process management software company. Um, and they uh, eventually sold the company and they started Nividus to help support business process management solutions um, and, and really be a, a consultancy to those companies. And that led us into the automations. Obviously, we were in the automation space, but that led us into you know, more of what we do now, which is hyper automation. Um, so our background as a company is very service oriented. Um, and we've got a great team behind us. 
um, and we're excited. We, we, we're really, my focus is trying to, to grow our, our market share here in the U.S. and, and uh, grow our channel partner program, uh, also grow our, our sales distribution program and, and really help from a marketing standpoint. And we are at the blade of the hockey stick with this technology. So we are very excited about what's to come. Um, we just finished up our, our uh, planning uh, meeting or conference for the, for the next year. And, and we, we couldn't be more positioned, you know, better, better positioned to take advantage of what's to come. Yeah. It's, it seems like everywhere I turn, I'm hearing more about like automation and using bots and, and different things. And it's like in places that I just would have never expected. So it is definitely something that uh, is coming and it's coming quick and, and it's here in many ways, obviously already but it's just becoming uh, popular very quickly. But before we kind of continue on, just for our listeners out there and, and for me as well, uh, just some definitions of what, you know, you had mentioned RPA versus hyper automation. So maybe just some definitions of what kind of this is, what is a bot, what is automation, just to kind of give people some background on what this is before we continue our conversation. Sure, yeah, good starting point. Robotic process automation is the, uh, is the use of a software bot that is trained based off of rules to really execute a lot of mundane, repetitive tasks that humans are stuck doing every single day. So this bot sits on its own machine or in a private cloud. It's not doesn't look like a human and sit next to you, which I've, I've had a few people actually uh, have that perception, uh, which would be really cool. That would be cool. That would <laughs> yeah. be cool. Um, not yet. And, and and if we did that, it'd probably be a lot more expensive uh, than our solution. But uh, these are, these are bots that, that are, are sitting on, on, you know, it's us uh, on top of a platform and working on all different, you know, all different plat- platforms internally that the company are, are using any software that they're using. The bots are just trained to, to work off of those platforms, just like a human would. So there's no need to integrate them. They're just simply learning a task, following the same process, but doing it in a fraction of the time. Yeah. At hyper automation uses RPA at its core. And then we add on additional resources or, or technologies such as machine learning, AI, business process management, uh, computer vision, um, natural language processing. And these additional components make a much more robust solution that that cast a wider net in regards to the type of work that we can do how accurate it is and how quickly we can do it makes sense it makes sense um so let's uh, maybe run through just uh, an example of this that people could relate to and understand just to kind of hear like a real world example of like how this works. And I know that there's all sorts of functions. We'll get into some of those later, but what is an example that I feel like most people could relate to? Uh, yeah, good question. The, the one I like to talk about is, um, is regarding uh, the mortgage industry. And if anybody out there, any listeners have applied for a mortgage, you can, you can probably remember the amount of paperwork, right? The amount of documents that you're asked to send in to a loan officer. Um, and you got to gather those documents and you usually nowadays people are scanning or, you know, emailing those in, uh, to a loan officer, maybe it's an admin at the company. Um, so that, that intake process for a loan officer is, is intensive. It takes a lot of time to extract the data from those documents and analyze that data in order to come up 
with an approval or not approval, right? Just to simplify it. And they have software to help them do that. They have a loan origination software that all that data that you're sending in gets, gets placed, placed into this loan origination software to help them execute a decision. The, the part that we have been able to help with is the onboarding of that information, the extraction of that data. And I'll share exactly how that works. So if you're a loan officer, right, you, you, you go to your email and your inbox and you, you read through your inbox and you see, here's a loan app, right? Here's a loan application from, from an individual and then following that with additional documents. So my role is to, as a human, is to read those emails, to file those documents, and then to extract the data from the loan app, for example, and, and put that into the loan origination software. So uh, what we do is we've, we've trained a bot to do every one of those steps so that the loan officer doesn't have to worry about entering the data into the loan origination software. So the, hu the bots actually receive the emails directly to them, to the bot, right? It comes directly to them. And the bot is able by using machine learning to read the body and the subject of the email and know what it's reading, right? What, what in this subject or in the body of the email, they can understand this is a loan app. So if I have a loan app, I'm going to file it in the appropriate folder. And then I'm going to open up that PDF and I'm going to begin extracting the data. And that's what the bot's taught to do. So the bot can actually take the information it needs to get off of that PDF and input that into the LOS system. So what we've done is we've able to take away that time, that time that that human is spending doing that data entry process and letting that human, that loan officer, for example, focus on business development, right? Or more mission critical work to the company. That's a real life example because I think it can put you in the shoes of the loan officer, right? And, and what it's like to be sitting behind that desk and receiving a bunch of applications in every day and knowing that every time you get an application, it's not just the application, right? It's the bank statements or it's the, it's the you know, retirement account information or their appraisal information that that loan officer is expected to, to spend time on to make sure that they're getting that data into the LOS system. Well, if we're able to free them up, you can imagine the impact that has on their time. Yeah, it, it's crazy that like, you know, even looking back not long ago that like we have things in place that can do this. Uh, and I think that if any business uh, took a hard look at all of their processes, there's things that almost everybody is doing that not going to say a waste of time, but their, their time can be better spent somewhere else. Like there's no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, we, it's, it, it's really important to think about how we best utilize our employees, right? And what, what's For important sure. to them, what motivates them, um, what has to get done um, and what, what, you know, what has to get done from, you know, an automation standpoint or what can be done, I should say, from an automation standpoint and some of the things that have to be do done from a critical thinking, you know, standpoint, right? There's sure. a, you can decipher the two and we want to, we want our, we want our employees or most companies want our employees to really be thinking critically and mission critical work driven as opposed to sitting behind a desk. And frankly, I don't know many, many people out there that want to be doing data entry type work. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it makes complete sense. Um, so a question for you, you know, 
as far as like the accuracy and and the level that these these bots and this automation you know just maybe speak to the accuracy i know that's a question that that i personally would have um but i'm sure other people would have as well it's like yeah like this sounds good in theory but you know what if they don't extract the information properly or they miss something you know so so maybe speak to that a little bit um and i'm sure it's developing over time but maybe speak to kind of where we're at right now yeah, it's certainly one of the big values of, of utilizing a bot is the bots, once they're trained properly, they don't make mistakes, right? So what the important part there is that you've, you have to spend the time to train the bots to do exactly what they're told to do. Because once, once, it's very repeatable. Once, <clears throat> once, <clears throat> excuse me, once that bot knows what steps it has to take, it's going to be precise. And it's also leaving a perfect paper trail, right? <clears throat> All that data it's collecting is, is going to be is stored and, and be able to be utilized. Now, the accuracy as you work with the bot, they're trained to learn from themselves. Right? So we use the AI component to help the bots get better and more accurate over time. So initially, we see a bot maybe uh, extracting data at you know 85% accuracy. Over time, that can get to 95, 95 100% accuracy. It's, yeah. it's, they're learning as they go. Another important part, um, and we'll talk, I'm sure we can talk a little bit more in depth about this too, is, yeah. is, the, is the ability for bots and humans to work together. Mm. And this is what we call orchestration. So bots aren't, you know, bots may run into issues and they may not know what they're reading, for example. Maybe, maybe if it's on a scanned document, the, the document didn't come in clear. So rather than the bot just skip a step, you know, or, or put in inaccurate data, it knows to check with a human. So there's the capability for the humans and the bots to work together at making sure that the accuracy is as high as it possibly can be. So there's, there's, there are times when there's acceptances that there are instances where the bot does have to step in or the human has to step in and, and, you know, overcome a certain you know challenge that the bots facing. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I think the reality is, is that, you know, it would be unfair to compare it to a human that doesn't make mistakes either, you know, because yeah. human make mistakes too, you know, as, as people are inputting data and extracting data, and especially if they're doing it on a large scale, uh, they're going to make mistakes too. Um, and, and I, you know, I think if you can get these bots up and running where they're learning into a point where they're, they know what's happening, there's probably a pretty good chance that they're going to make less mistakes than an actually well, a human would. That, that's exactly right. In fact, we're working with a company, a healthcare provider in New Jersey. And one of the challenges they had was medical reimbursement. So the coding process, you know, is, is complex. It's difficult. And when you make a mistake, it's, it's, diff, it, it's hard to get reimbursed. I mean, to keep it simple, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, they were seeing uh, almost 35% loss in, in um you know, in recovery from medical billing coding mistakes, right? As and and reimbursement, really, they were losing. So what we did is we worked with them to build a bot to learn the coding process, and they're now getting close to ninety-five percent reimbursement rate. Yeah. So imagine a company that's losing thirty-five percent reimbursement because of human error. Really, is what it came down to. To now being at ninety-five and hopes to get even higher reimbursement because everything's being done to an exact science, right? To, yeah. to the bots doing it perfectly. They're right. not making mistakes. The amount of savings for that company, the ROI is, is through oh, the roof. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a game changer for a company like that. And, 
And I'm sure for a lot of companies out there, there is, there's some level of that uh, in every company. It's going to look different for everybody, but there's some level of that where there's human error that it could be costing, costing, uh, you know, businesses money, costing them yeah, profit. Com- the biggest adopters of this type of technology have been businesses or industries that are highly regulated, mm-hmm. right? Compliance driven healthcare, financial services. Yeah. One of the, one of the main reasons why is from a compliance standpoint, you're keeping a perfect paper trail of what you're doing and you're not making those human errors. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Um, I want to touch on briefly. I know we're not going to go into this a ton, but you know, this, you know, my background is obviously in accounting and I, and I wanted to just kind of ask your, your thoughts on, uh, where you've seen this being implemented in the accounting, you know, financial space, uh, and, and kind of what does that look like in the future moving forward with some of this different automation technology? Yeah. So we see a lot of work in accounting, accounting specifically in, in payroll processing. Yep. Um, invoice processing is a big one, you know, so we do a lot of work with invoice processing because of the ability to read all these incoming email or uh, invoices and to understand how, what, what you're looking to extract out of those invoices. And if you're, you know, a company that's going through hundreds or thousands of those, you know, on a, on a weekly basis, you know, even on a monthly basis, it can be a really intensive amount of time and it's very repetitive. Right. And the bots don't, you know, the bots can be trained to read structured or unstructured documents. So structures, you know, documents that they've seen before documents they haven't seen before. Um, so it's, it invoice processing is, I'd like to say low hanging fruit at a lot of companies. And, and that's obviously a, a big one uh, tracking, you know, accounts receivable and accounts payable. That's, that's another big area where, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of continued growth there and saving a lot of time for, you know, for staff and in accounting departments and, you know, across that industry, um, you know, but the list goes on. It's, it's, it's very fascinating. The more, the more you understand the capabilities, how many different areas within accounting that a bot can actually help, you know, even, Forensic accounting is an area we do a lot of work in. You know, mm. really granular, you know, research, you know, granular um, you know, documents, very difficult documents and, and spreadsheets um, yes. that you're having to extract that that information, you know, from. It's uh, they can be very complex, but yet these bots can still learn how to do it. it takes a little bit of more training, right, sure. to get them up to speed. But yeah, those are some areas that we see a lot uh, of work that we're, you know, in. in in uh, accounting specifically, but it, it, it's going to continue to grow. I think the goal is to, you know, continue to find ways that we can um, have bots and humans working together um, and make sure that it's no different from any other industry, but to make sure that, that, you know, we're in accounting that, that, you know, we're utilizing our employees capabilities the best way we can. Yeah. Um, I think to your, to your last point there, it kind of leads me into my next question. You know, I think a big concern for people as it as it relates to automation and bots is, you know, these these things are going to replace all your people, right? And and people are concerned that that what they're doing is going to they're going to lose their jobs and people they're not going to need any people anymore. Bots are going to do everything. So, someone with that concern, you know, how would you respond to them? Yeah, well, it's a big misperception. You know, I I often joke that my grandmom still thinks I'm like doing a detriment to the world because I'm 
training bots to do people's jobs. And <laughs> I try to tell her a hundred times that's not true. It's right. not what, I'm, what we do. Right. Um, yeah, the, the truth is uh, the, it, the bots aren't that good, right? I mean, there's only so much they can do. Sure. So one of the things that we talk, and I, I touched on this before, is about this orchestration, right? It's about having bots and humans working alongside each other. And they, if we're doing that properly, you're not losing, you know, we're not, we're not reducing headcount necessarily, right? We're, we're just making their jobs more efficient, more productive. Um, in fact, the, it's what we've seen, the impact of this technology has actually improved retention and the culture in general at organizations. And, and I'll give you a good example. Of this was a company that we worked with. Uh, there was a, a woman that had graduated with a marketing degree, but she ran the billing department, right? So she'd been there 17 years. She never really used a marketing degree. Um, she had helped build the, the um, you know, her department. And we worked with her a lot in, in, in we freed up a, about, I think it was about 15 hours a week of her time wow. that she was now free to, whether you know, decide what to do with, right? You know, what, what we, we sat with her and she, we asked those questions, like, what are some things that you think could be impactful? And, and her, you know, her, her boss essentially had the same conversation and she brought up marketing, right? She had this passion for marketing as a, as a kid, right? In college. And then she just never got to utilize it. And uh, so 15 hours a week, she started working with the marketing department. And when we met with her, you know, we still talked to her a lot and you could just see how appreciative she is of, of her new workflow, right? Her new, <laughs> new tasks that she's set out to do every day and, and having the ability to engage with the marketing team and, and have a different perspective too has really helped the company overall. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's been a good impact uh, to the company, but it's, it's certainly made her job as, as she shared with us. It's just a lot more enjoyable. Um, yeah. and that's the power of it. I and mean, that's like, that's, that's the goal is we want, we want to make sure that we're leveraging our employees to the best of, their abilities and and as efficient as possible and you know are there times when companies are struggling uh during covid and have had to let people go or furlough them and bots can help pick up the workload absolutely you know are there companies that you know are going through a transition and and you know are going to have to reduce headcount um sure absolutely and and there's definitely scenarios where companies are growing and rather than hire people they may look at a bot before they hire them um, that's the reality, but it's not necessarily the norm. I think more, more of what we see is, is companies and, and leadership within a company realizing that this can be a resource in so many different ways. And one of those is to help their, their employees get more excited and make more of an impact. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people all the time, you know, uh, one of our biggest, if not biggest asset is, is, is time, right? It's, it's limited. It, it, just continues to tick away every single day. Uh, and if you can buy more time, that's invaluable. And, and essentially, that's a lot of what you and your team are selling. You know, you're selling like that woman. I mean, you're basically selling her 15 hours of time a week. Uh, and that's a big deal. That is a big yeah. deal because there's a lot that you can do with more time. You know, I yeah. think all of us wish we would have more time in the day to accomplish more, right? Uh, I don't think anybody would would turn that down, especially with people that are trying to build something more time, you can get more done. 
Uh, and if you could sell more time and create more time for people, you know, that's a big deal. That's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. And, 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 uh, yeah, and that trickles down to so many different areas of the business, right? And when you create efficiency, you're more profitable, you know, and that's, <clears throat> that's the end all be all too, right? Is to, yeah, for sure. is, uh, is the bottom line. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, um, how, why, why projects, why automation projects tend to fail? I know we've talked about this in the past, um, but, but you guys seem to have a process that that works pretty well. Um, so maybe touch on that and touch on why projects fail typically, and and why your process kind of overcomes some of those hurdles. Yeah, I think I think from an industry standpoint, the feedback I I have from a lot of our you know potential customers and our customer customers as to why maybe initial projects that we weren't involved in and failed. Um, a lot of it was over promising and under delivering the capabilities of the bots, um, and that was a you know big. I think a big driver of, of some of the, the ROIs not being hit and met. And, and I think initially in the industry, the feedback I get is that there was this, there was a, a push to replace humans and to replace jobs. And that was misleading yeah. because of what I just shared. And that was a big, I think a big driver for, for projects, not, you know, hitting their, their ROIs and, and ultimately, you know, being what they expected them to be. Um, I think also that, you know, there's, there's a lot of scenarios where they're, they're doing work in, in, on projects that, that aren't really the best starting point. You know, that's a, they sometimes companies have a perception on where this could be applied and that doesn't necessarily mean that's the best starting point. So one of the things that we spend a lot of time on is, is the consultant to take a consultative approach to make sure that we are a right starting point, that we are focused on an ROI for every one of our projects. For every process that we automate, we're going to support it with an ROI and to take it one step at a time um, and, and not to get over our skis and, and make sure that, um, you know, that there is a very clear and defined expectation with us and our customers about what can be done and what's expected. And, and that could, that could, we talked about earlier, that could be the accuracy of what we're doing and to make sure that we know, Hey, this is going to get us, you know, 80% of the way there, not hundred percent of the way there. Now over time we can, we can increase accuracy and get better and better, but making sure that we're disclosing and, 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 and um, you know, have, have, I think a similar thought process and, and, you know, and not overextending the expectations. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I know when we, when we first started talking, you know, you just, you kept saying, you know, look, we're, if company wants to start automating, you know, a hundred different things, like, let's just start with one, like, let's get one working. Let's, let's tweak that. And then let's move into other things, you know, trying to do everything at once. You're just asking for problems. Um, so I think that approach uh, just makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of yeah. sense the way you guys are going about it. So, um, so last question I have for you, um, you know, if someone is out there listening and they're thinking, Hey, this, this sounds interesting. Uh, I, I want to kind of pursue this. What advice would you give to someone, uh, of where to start, kind of start this process, kind of head down and explore if, if this might be good for them? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is, is there's a lot of, there's a lot of content out there. Um, this has become a very popular subject. There's been a lot of adoption 
of this technology at the enterprise space, not as much in mid-market. Um, that's our focus is to really help the mid-market space. But there's a lot of good content and there's a lot of good resources. I, I mean, self-servingly, I think our website does a phenomenal job of, of um, you know, just talking about the hyper automation as a whole. Um, you know, Nividus.com is a good resource to go to. Um, but I think as they, as you really start to go down this journey, you need a partner that's going to help guide you through it. And, 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 and we take, as I mentioned, a very consultative approach. And we spent a lot of time um, with companies before we, we, you know, come up with a potential agreement. I mean, it's, it's, we try to help them in a number of ways. And and a lot of that is through what we call our discovery session, which is a deep dive into where this can be applied. So it's a brainstorming session really. And we support that brainstorming session with an understanding of the capabilities of these bots so that in the end we can come up with as you mentioned earlier, one process, one bot, and to start small. That would be my, my recommendation is to do some due diligence. Um, there's plenty of content out there. Um, and, you know, companies like us um, that can help you through that process uh, from a consultative approach is really important. And, and to understand what the true capabilities are and if this specific process is one that is supported with an ROI, then, then it makes sense to move forward. But to do it in, in you know, step by step um, and not get, you know, ahead of yourself. And, and you know, and, and there's, there's one of the benefits of, of a bot in production is that they can work on multiple processes. So what we always suggest is you, you have a bot on the team, right? It's got its capability to work on hundreds of processes. Let's start with one. Let's execute, let's see an ROI, and then let's go to the next one. Yep. And then eventually what happens is your bot runs out of time. It gets maxed out. That's the goal. Yeah. And then you look at adding a new bot. Unlike a number of scenarios that we've come across where companies dive in and they'll, they'll purchase five bots. And then we look at how few of those bots are being maximized or, or even utilized. Yeah. So it's really important, especially in mid-market, to start small and to get accustomed to working with a bot and then to grow it from there. And that's, that we help in that full process. I mean, we, 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 we take a lot of pride in the, the work that we do up front in making sure that our companies are comfortable and see the, the values up front and not pushing them beyond you know, their capabilities or, you know, um, you know, or beyond their means. Yeah, it's perfect. Yes. Perfect. Uh, anything else that you think we missed that anybody should be aware of um, or anything else you want to share uh, before we jump off here? Yeah, I think we covered a lot of the important topics, right? Um, you know, this is a, uh, we are on the blade of the hockey stick here. You know, there's, there's no denying that this type of technology, hyper automation is here to stay. It's being adopted widely at the enterprise level. Um, and we're starting to see mid markets pay more attention and start to adopt the technology as well. I think as, as we move forward in the future, you know, companies are going to have to look at, you know, technology, right, as a whole, but more, more specifically as ways that can automate and be more efficient in order to, to stay in the game. And, you know, we're one of the few companies that I think are focused on the mid-market um, and willing to, you know, to, 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 to work with these companies and help them understand 
you know, uh, how to go through this, this transformation and, and utilize, you know, this technology in the best way they can at the right pace that, that, that they should be. So we're, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's an exciting space, I think, for any, you know, um, for anybody on this, uh, on this call or on this podcast listening in, I think it's really important to just become aware, you know, understand it. And, and we, we're happy to have discussions, uh, preliminary discussions, just general, you know, talks about what we can do uh, to help um, at any time. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just, just uh, educating people, letting them know that this is out there. This is an option. This can help. Um, and I think that's the, the biggest thing for people. So uh, how can, how can people get in touch with you or what other information do you want to share kind of about you and your business? Yeah. I, listen, I think through the website is one um, through my LinkedIn profile and we can find me on LinkedIn. Not many Chris Hans out there <laughs> at Nevitas, um, you know, and, and you can always, uh, you know, reach me through via email as well. So we're, you know, we're, um, we're at the ready and, you know, willing to have any conversation, you know, um, we're, we're, you know, we, we build our business brick by brick and, um, you know, be happy to talk to anybody that that's interested in learning a little bit more. Sweet. Well, thank you for hopping on here, Chris. This has been awesome. It's been super educational for me and I'm, and I'm sure the people listening, uh, and I'm just, I'm excited to kind of see what you guys do, uh, you know, in this next year. I know that this, uh, is something that is, like I said, it's becoming more and more popular uh, and you guys are killing it at what you do. So I'm excited to see what the new year holds for you guys. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously I hope uh, 2021, you know, there's some, some, you know, some positive change. It's been a difficult year. Um, and we've, I, I will say that there's a lot of work we can do to help companies um, that are, that are challenged right now because of COVID and, and, you know, some flexibility that we have to, you know, work with them and, and, and find ways that we can help. So you know, let's hope that next year, you know, starts to, uh, to free up a bit and, you know, we're back to a more normal environment, but, um, but one that, you know, we're, you know, we're because of what we've seen with COVID and, and some of the challenges that companies are faced with, we're, we're well positioned to help. Right. So I, I'd encourage companies to reach out. I think, you know, creating efficiency and figuring out how to manage workload and everybody's process got broken, right? I mean, everybody's sure. process got broken. And, and just think about, you know, now you have a remote workforce, you know, maybe that continues. I know at our, at our company, we're, I think we're going to continue working remotely. I think we found ourselves to be very efficient this way, uh, be more productive, but that changes our process. It changes other companies' process. Um, and now's a really good time to look at, you know, automation. And that's one of the reasons why this has become so popular. And there's so much you know, news about this technology and it's covered uh, so thoroughly uh, because right now is a really good time to look into it. Um, as, as process has been broken, you know, now's a new time to, to recreate a process that's you know, more efficient, more automated. Yeah. Yeah. I would encourage anybody that's listening out there, you know, if this is something you've considered or something that you're looking into, or if you're just looking at your processes, like, like Chris said, uh, things have changed this year. Um, and you know, in many ways they've, uh, just totally changed probably for good in many ways. And, uh, you know, if you're considering any of these things, I would encourage you to reach out to Chris. He's been a, a great resource for me. Um, I know he looks out, um, he, he looks out for people, looks out for their best interest and, uh, you know, his company does a great job. So I would encourage you to reach out to him and, and have a conversation with him. Even if you just want to learn some more, you're considering something like this, or you're looking through your processes, now's the perfect time uh, to chat with Chris and see how they might be be able to help. So, 
That's great. Thanks for saying that, Dave. And you know, I feel the same way. You do a great job. Um, I've always been impressed with your knowledge and capabilities and, and what you're doing for your clients. And, um, you know, we're all, it's just a good partnership. Thanks for, you know, asking me to be on today and, for sure. and, and uh, sharing with your network uh, about hyper automation. For sure. Well, thank you again, Chris, for jumping on. I appreciate it. And thank you everybody out there for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook. We post new content every single week, videos, written articles, podcasts, all sorts of things, just in an effort to help you as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, continue to grow your business. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks again, Chris, for hopping on here. And we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening to the My Accountant Handles That podcast. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on LinkedIn at The Quantify Group for more awesome content related to running the financial side of your business. We'll talk to you in the next one.